excited to bring um, the word today on Arise and Shine. It's the third in the series. And of course, last week I started on It's Time to Shine. I'm going to continue um, today. But I just want to recap really quickly concerning uh, what we've been doing. I believe it's a, a really important message for this house. This house is going to explode. This church is going to explode. I'll say that again. This church is going to explode. Hallelujah. Amen. Something is happening, and I'm telling you, with, in, a, in a, a few months' time, we will not recognize this house. And when I say explode, I'm not saying explode in terms of terrorists or anything like that. But in terms of the power of God coming, the move of God coming, it will be visible. Can I hear a good amen? So I believe God is getting us ready, ready for what he wants to do. And I just pray that you have a heart that is willing to listen to what God is saying. I know the word will come strong today, but it's an encouraging word. I know it will lift up your spirit because that's what God has sent me to do. Amen. We've been looking at Arise and Shine from the book of Isaiah chapter 61 and 2. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. Hallelujah. It says, The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Could you just go to verse 2? I don't know if I have it there. Yes. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but... The Lord will arise over you. Glory to God. And it says, and his glory will be seen upon you. How many of you want to see the glory of God upon you? How many want to see the glory manifested in your life? Yes, the Bible says, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. So I want you to declare, God's glory will be upon me. God's glory will manifest in my life. This scripture is a clarion call for the people of God to arise and shine. It's a strongly expressed demand by God for action. You notice where it says, the first verse says, arise, shine. There's an exclamation mark, okay? If you go to the first verse, arise, shine, for, the light, for your light has come, exclamation mark. So this is sort of an urgent call to us to arise from our spiritual slumber, our spiritual laziness, our spiritual inactivity, and to shine, to shine brightly. To arise means to get up. It means to stand up. To shine is just to give out bright lights. Praise God. We've, over the past few weeks, we've seen that light in the Bible refers to God. The Bible says he is the God of light. In him is no darkness. Light also refers to Jesus Christ, his son. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Bible says we, the body of Christ, those who believe in Jesus and have committed their lives to him, we are the light. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. So we are the light in this world. And it's critical. Why? Because Jesus is in heaven, sitting at the right-hand side of the Father. So we are the light of the world. The Bible speaks of the, the Bible, the word of God, being the light to our path. The word, your word is a light unto our path. The Bible says at the entrance of your word, there is light, there is understanding, there is revelation. So all of this signifies light. Light in the Bible also signifies um, good deeds, the things that we do that are proving to God. That's good deeds. Darkness, on the other hand, refers to Satan. It refers to the devil, the evil one. It refers to the devil and his kingdom and his cohorts. We see in the book of Ephesians that they are rulers of darkness in the heavenly places. Amen? So darkness represents the enemy and everything that displeases God. It represents spiritual 
misunderstanding or being in the dark spiritually also represents especially evil deeds, the things that God considers wicked or evil or, or he's, not a, he's, not, he doesn't, he's not pleased by. It's all considered darkness. And the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2 that darkness covers the earth. So there's evil in the earth, and you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see society today, the amount of evil that has suddenly risen to the fore. And in fact, Jesus prophesied that in the last days, things will get progressively worse. Progressively worse. And the picture he paints is a horrible picture, but that's what he said. Darkness covers the earth. Now, there is good news even though sin is abounding. The Bible says, though sin abounds, grace will even more abound. So we should never be despondent or discouraged when we see things. But I want you to know that Jesus said that things will get worse. We can see it all around us. Darkness will even encompass some in the church. The Apostle Paul told Timothy that in the last days, some will depart from the church. Some will depart. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, lovers of money, rather than lovers of God. So we see this unfolding. Last week, we saw the need for us to shine. We saw how the Bible says that letting our light shine is really reflecting the character of God, the, the, the goodness of God, and the ability of God. Glory to God. That's what shining your light is. You are reflecting the nature of God. And the Bible gives us the nature of God. It says the, spirit of the, um, the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering. That's all part of the nature of God. So when we are walking in love, we are letting our light shine. We are shining the character of God. Glory to God. We also saw last week that the ability of God that he has deposited inside of us should come out and which whatever we do we should do it as unto the Lord so that we can shine even with our abilities hallelujah this is all good stuff amen you know something the Bible also says that we saw last week how the Bible declares that walking in good deeds shines forth the light of God in other words we are Christian as Christians we have to live the lifestyle of the kingdom of light Remember last week we saw how each one of us, we are different because the Bible says we have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and we have been conveyed or transferred into the kingdom of the son of his love. And that kingdom is the kingdom of light. So Paul often says, come out from among them. Or the Bible says, come out from among them. It says, we are not children of, of darkness, but we are children of light. So that is your new nature. And because of that, we should live and have the lifestyle of the people of light. Now, God demands these things of us because he owns us. The Bible says that you and I who believe in Jesus, we have been purchased by the blood of Jesus. And that's why you declare in Galatians chapter 3.29 that, that um, if you belong to Christ, you see, when you belong to somebody, it means he owns you. <laughs> he owns you. He owns your entire body. He owns your time. He owns your energy. He owns your resources. It says, if you belong to Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and you're heirs according to promise. The same promise God gave to Abraham belongs to you. We like the second, the last part. How many of you? Yeah, I want to, I'm a seed of Abraham. Glory to God. And yes, I, the promises God made to Abraham belongs to me. But it starts off, it says, if you, you belong to Christ. So he has purchased us, and that's why the Bible says our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And Paul asked the Corinthians, don't you know this? 
So he says, glorify God in your boldness. We kind of looked at all of that last week. And we saw how those in the light hold firmly to the word and those in the light follow Jesus. He says, if you come after me, if you follow me, then deny yourself and follow me. He says, count the cost. You should love me more than your, your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, and all. He said, your, even your own light. He was saying, there is a demand to follow me. And Jesus says, if we are the light, we will follow him. Those in the light follow him. This week, we're going to look at a few more things concerning light. And I think I'm going to wrap this up and continue after next week. God wants us, as his Christians, to show off our light, not to hide it. God wants every believer to let their light shine. Show, let the light come out. Let the light be visible. Let the light be manifest in your life. Show it off. Don't hide it. Amen? Don't hide it. You see, God is very particular about this because when we let our light shine, it pleases him and it gives him glory. Hallelujah. Let's look at this scripture in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. It says, you, that is each one of us, you are the light of the world. Then he makes this statement, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket or a bushel, but on a lamp stand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I want you to notice what it says. Let your light so shine before men that they may see. They may see something. And here it's talking about light in terms of good works. But it refers to light in every sphere. Let them see Christ in you. Let them see the kingdom of God in you. Let them see the good works in you. He says God is, is keen that, Jesus is keen that the light that is inside of us, people should see it. It should not be hidden. Amen. When we let our light shine, it glorifies Jesus. Shining as God's light cannot be hidden in the darkness. You can't, when, when there's darkness and light comes, folks, you, suddenly there's a difference. There is a difference. If you have a, a, a torch or a flashlight or whatever and there's darkness in your room and you come in with your torchlight, do you suddenly see, just continue to see darkness? No, you see a ray of light because light has that effect on darkness. Now, sometimes even when people don't want to see the light inside of you, they should see it. They may be offended by it, but they should see it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Paul said that we preach this gospel and to some it's the fragrance of God and to others it's an offense. So, so, so the fact that some people will be offended doesn't mean that you should not still let your light shine before men. They may be offended, but it glorifies God. I said it glorifies God. Our light, our lifestyle, our testimony, our actions, our deeds must be seen by the people we encounter. It must be seen by our family, folks. Our family should see the light in us. If your saved husband and your wife is, is unsaved, guess what? Your wife should see the light in you. The, your wife should see the light in you. You know, your, your brothers and sisters, when you go for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever the gathering, they should see the light in you. There should be something different that shines. That is, if they are not Christians. Your, your, your colleagues at work should see the light in you. There should be something different. It's, it's that light shining that makes it different. Amen? Your friends should see it. 
your enemies should see it. Jesus said, love your enemies. Do good to those who despise you. Pray for those who persecute you. Those are tough, tough, tough things we have to do. But when your light is shining, even your enemies will see that light. And when it has, when, when that light shines, it glorifies God. The stranger in your life should see it. When you go to that grocery store or when you go to that gas station, they should see the light coming out of you. When you're on that plane by yourself and you don't know who is, somehow the light should shine. Maybe you don't have an opportunity to talk, but folks, if they bring you a meal, you have an opportunity to pray. You have an opportunity to bow your head. I'm not saying speak in tongues and let, you know, let everybody hear it. You know, unless the Lord leads you, praise God. But I am saying that there are so many ways in which we can let our life shine. And you don't have to be fake about it. You can just bow your head before the plane goes off and just pray. And then somebody notices, oh, he's praying. I wonder if he's a Christian. Amen. Our lifestyle should bring glory to God. We shouldn't hide our light. We should not be closet Christians. God doesn't want closet Christians in these last days. Closet Christians, they have the light. They know the light. But they don't shine the light. They don't shine the light in darkness for others to see. They are Christians privately, but not publicly. They say, oh, it's, a, it's my private faith. So they don't want anybody else to see them in public. At work, they don't want anybody to see them. In that family setting, they don't want anybody to see them. On social media, they want, don't want anybody to see that they are Christians. There's a statement that I saw that I thought was really great. It's not my own statement, but it says this. Jesus died for you in public. So don't only live for him in private. And I thought that was so powerful. Jesus died for you in public. And you know what? He was literally, a lot of be uh, people believe he was naked when he died. Because that's how they crucified uh, criminals. And, 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 you know, we have, when you see the pictures of him, of course, he's covered. But a lot of people, he was just completely broken. Like pe pe the Bible says, people couldn't even recognize him. And it was in public. And it's saying here, so don't only live for him in private. By all means, live for him in private, but also live for him in public. Because the Christians hide their lights for many reasons. One of the main reasons is that they're afraid, they're intimidated, they, don't want to be, they want to be politically correct, you know. They, 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 they want to do things not to offend others. They want to be approved by men. Folks, we have to be delivered from wanting approval of men. We have to have the attitude of Paul. Who said in Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. I am not trying to win the approval of people or men. But of God. I'm not trying. That's not my goal. He says I'm not trying to, 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 to win the approval of people. But of God. He says if pleasing God were my goal. If pleasing people were my goal. I would not be Christ's servant. In other words his whole mission was just to please Jesus Christ. He forgot about men. <laughs> Amen. We have to have that attitude that our goal is not just to please people. Not just to have the approval of people, but to have the approval of God. That should be our goal. That should be our passion. Amen. You know, Jesus warned us about publicly refusing to acknowledge him. 
He warned us. Matthew, Mark chapter 8 verse 38 says, whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, that is in the dark, whoever is not shining their light in the dark, in this generation, sinful generation, of him, the son of man, also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father with the holy angels. Man, I don't want Jesus to be ashamed of me when he comes. I don't want him to be ashamed of me. Do you want him to be ashamed of you? He says, whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the son of man, will be ashamed. In other words, when we don't publicly acknowledge Jesus, when we don't publicly want to associate with Jesus and his cause and his teaching and his ways, when we don't want to do that publicly, we are denying him. We're disassociating ourselves with him. We are closet Christians. But Jesus is saying to us today, arise and shine so that men will see that you have light inside of you. Men will see the light inside of you. Do you acknowledge Jesus publicly? I want to ask you that question. Don't raise your hands. Or do you disown him and deny him and act like you have never heard of him? And folks, the pressure comes on. Um, Peter experienced that when Jesus was being tried. Remember, he was, in the, he was at night, he was outside with them and he was hanging out by the fire and somebody says, aren't you a follower of Jesus? Oh, no, 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 I don't know him. But you know, we do the same thing at work. We do the same thing on Facebook, Instagram. It's like we don't want anything to do with those Christian folk. I know sometimes you have radical Christians, right-wing Christians and all that. But I'm talking about Jesus the light. Amen? And I'm just saying that are we quick to retreat? Or are we quick to let the light shine? He's saying to us today, let your light shine. So that the people that you come in contact with can see and then I will be glorified. Glory to God. Being a closet Christian is like putting a lamp under a basket. Matthew 5, 15 says, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. You see, you and I, we're like, we're the lights. We're like lamps. When you go to work, that lamp is placed in that company. That is the lamp on the stand. And everybody in the house, in that company, should see the light. Glory to God. They should see the light. But what we do is when we get to work or when we get to certain places, whoosh, we go under the table with the light. And it's like, the, so the darkness just prevails. Jesus is saying, you're supposed to be on the stand. You're supposed to be seen by all. Hallelujah. Is your light under a basket or is it on the stand, the lamp stand, giving out the light? I believe the Lord wants me to share this too. Never underestimate the light of God that is inside you. I'm telling you, it's powerful. The greatest darkness cannot overcome or disperse the smallest light. But the smallest light can disperse the greatest darkness. Glory to God. You've got something that can disperse darkness, a word, a deed. A declaration, a testimony can somehow change an atmosphere because of the light of Jesus Christ. Praise God.